Hey guys, welcome to hacking your brain and taking action in your dating life. I'm Duke Delate. I'm a dating coach. If you haven't seen me before, I'm a dating coach and a uh, NLP practitioner and a hypnotist and all those other certifications I got to be a life coach. And uh, today we're talking about uh, being decisive and taking action in your dating life. The thing is that you don't really have a problem generally. Like most of my clients, when they call me, there's a lot of how-to problems. Like, like oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, uh, how to keep a conversation going, stuff like that. But that's relatively not true. Knowing what to do is generally not your problem if you're on a date or you're standing in front of somebody you just approached or you see somebody you want to go talk to, your mind takes your, um, uh, sorry, I can't read and fucking think at the same time. I'm just going to free flow this thing. All right. So your, your brain send, tends to freeze, you know, you get into the, some sort of amygdala type response and you fight, fight, freeze. And you, you don't access the parts of your brain that you would normally be able to access in uh, normal situations. So, for example, you hang out with a bunch of your friends and you can talk for hours and hours and hours about random stuff. If you see somebody that you're attracted to, all of a sudden your, your, your physiological, physiology changes and then you, you get locked up and you can't you can't access the parts of you who can freely speak, who can freely focus. Same thing in public speaking, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, a lot of my clients, uh, I've been working in the men's dating coaching industry for a long, long time. A lot of my clients, they just have a problem when they see a very beautiful woman, somebody that they're, you know, gutturally, viscerally attracted to. Uh, everything locks up. They can't, uh, a lot of them will report somatic feelings in their chest, in their throat, and they're, they, they're not able to access the words in their brain. And so they go through and they practice and they, they tell stories a lot and they get warmed up and they do all this stuff uh, in order to get past that. But uh, in reality, uh, the brain is just hyper-focused on something uh, that is scary or novel, but it has nothing to do with uh, their actual skill sets. It just they can't access their skill sets in the moment. So yeah, uh, let me look at my notes real fast. Okay, it says, let's face it, knowing what to do isn't your problem. You're standing there, seeing somebody you want to talk to, and you know what to do, but you can't get yourself to do it. So there's this guy, his name was uh, Robert Burns, old school author. He said, uh, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. <laughs> and... You can sit around and visualize and plan and, and and get, you know, clarity on what you want to say, on what you want to do uh, when you're faced with a moment that, that has some particular significance to you. But uh, you can sit, you know, you can, <laughs> you can watch all the YouTube videos and all the online courses and all the whatever that you want. Uh, but when you're in your resourceful uh, creative self, you can access that stuff just fine. But when you're in front, you're locked down, 
uh, and you're in front of somebody you're going to go talk to, a lot of the clients that I talk to, um, they're working on approaching, right? So they, uh, a lot of the men in my programs, they want to go out to bars and clubs, go to, go out in, you know, malls and bookstores, cafes, the Whole Foods, and they want to go out and, and meet new people. So they got to break through that barrier and say, hey, real quick, I got to talk to you real fast and I got to introduce myself and make it not super awkward while they're trying to hit on somebody. Um, and there are good ways to do that. There are bad ways to do that. Taking care of people's safety and calibrating to the environment and all that. But knowing all of that stuff doesn't help you in the moment if you can't access uh, all of the strategies and routines that you have in your brain. So in this video, uh, in this video, oh, I'm reading like an old YouTube script. Um, in this online course, I'm going to show you how to hack your brain so you can take action on autopilot so you can act without thinking. And your disempowered self can just sit there on the sidelines and watch your creative, resourceful self do the cool stuff uh, and, and get all the results you're looking for and you're not sounding like an idiot. All right, so... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm Duke too late. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> okay, so there's two sides. Uh, introduction, there's two sides to the brain. You have the resourceful side. You have the non-resourceful side. And generally, the non-resourceful side is um is attached to some sort of fear or fight flight response right um i remember i was going down uh one of my earliest not earliest probably my first few as a as a pro uh first few times as a pro uh dating coach uh, in the men's dating industry i was supposed to go out and film uh, a bunch of approaches so back on the day uh back in the day youtube let us go out and film and 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 do actual live examples. So I'd go out and I'd I'd go talk to a girl, try to get her phone number, and and uh, go on a date with her. And then one of my teammates, uh, the company I was working at, would go around and and, and take camera and, and follow me around. And then we cut it together, put it on YouTube, and be like, "Look, our dating coaches actually practice what they preach." Right? Uh, YouTube doesn't really let us do that anymore. We get shadow banned, not shadow banned. Uh, we get we don't get promoted and and stuff so it's not really useful to do that but back in the day it was a big deal and so I went down uh and I was just talking to a bunch of different girls and it was just really scary like there's this this low level underlying anxiety um I had just got a, a vice reporter he came out and and tried to tear me to shreds and uh, people on YouTube were being super mean like in the comments I'm just getting torn apart and so I had that sitting there in my brain as I was going out and filming new YouTube stuff. And so there's this real low level anxiety that like every time I went out there, I would just uh, go to do what I was going to do. But then I felt like I had imposter syndrome because even though I was good at it and even though I had the skill sets, it was scarier for some reason at the point at that time to that I was going to screw up and, and get destroyed on YouTube and, and, and all this stuff. So, um, I, I would, I walked up, I talked to a couple of girls they are way out of my league, uh, as far as 
hotness or whatever. <laughs> and uh, that was good. Got the number, did another one, did another one. And then I saw probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my entire life. Um, present company excluded. <laughs> but she uh, she ended up being like an international, like Olympic soccer star. She was like super, um, super gorgeous. And and I rolled in there and my buddy Matt, uh, he's the guy who owns the Attractive Man. He, uh, um, they've since moved on to big high ticket men's lifestyle stuff. But uh, back then we used to do pickup. And he was there with the camera like this in front of him, like doing this thing, trying to record the whole thing. And I'm just like, you could like hide, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to talk to this probably one of the most beautiful women like to this date that I've ever seen in my life and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking through it and I'm like duh, 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 duh. and uh, I can't access any of the stuff like I'm a literal like world traveling full blown at the time pickup artist right I was like a, a, a I taught men how to do this stuff and I had all this stuff just tomes and tomes of shit in my brain, but going in there uh, with Matt filming the camera and this this beautiful, amazing woman in front of me, um, I couldn't access whatever, so I had to like drop down to just like being real, <laughs> which was cool. I've since done that with my game in general, but uh, <laughs> back then it was kind of weird, and I kind of stumbled through it. And she uh, she gave me her Instagram. She had like. 50 something thousand followers. I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I, and I got out of there and Matt's just like, you are so good. Like why in this particular interaction do you suck total shit? Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, the side of me that was good at this stuff, I couldn't get to while I was in front of this girl. And, uh, and it, it obviously affected my results. So, <laughs> like I said, uh, like Robert Burns says, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. I, I plan all the stuff, but then, you know, like Mike Tyson also said, you know, if you, uh, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. And so all of my focus and my attention, it went to the threat or the perceived threat that was in the, in the moment, which was this super, super hot, super famous girl. And uh, I had no time to go through and, and deal with my strategy and put on some sort of front or, or even be, uh, the confident version of me, right? I was being real. I was being authentic and she was cool about it and everything was cool, but, um, I was definitely not, um, not the same way I was like if I was in front of a, uh, uh, seminar crowd or if I was with my friends or if I was just out having a good time at the local bar, right? Like it, I'm just not, not accessing the same human. So, uh, what's the next other thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> I got super frustrated that I'm the one getting in my own way. Sorry, this comes from a, a YouTube script I wrote probably five years ago. And so, uh, maybe four years ago. And so it's like, blah, blah, blah. There's two sides to my brain, right? All the old YouTube stuff. Anyway, um, so I'm a coach. I got my degree in psychology. I got 
all these mentors and all this craziness that I've gone through to become good at this shit. And um, I couldn't access any of it. So I went through my notebooks and I was trying to figure out like, you know, I, I keep fucking constant journals and notebooks and legal pads everywhere. Um, and I went through all my notes of all the things I've watched to try to figure out, okay, how do I access this part uh, while I'm in the moment? Now, obviously, we get this whole... Um, like, we do a lot of progressive desensitization. You go out and practice. We do, uh, you know, I go out every night. I go out, you know, in, in to kind of lessen the blow of some of those things that make you nervous. But um, still, when you're in a novel situation, your brain will focus on the on the novelty. And then it won't focus on, you know, your, your regular patterns unless you've really, 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 really ingrained them. So I dug through my notebooks and I found it. There's this thing called... Um, I try to figure out like why we limit ourselves in the moment. And other than the fear thing, there's this thing called the thoughts, actions, results, beliefs loop. And um, once you understand it, you'll be able to kind of kick the, the thing into high gear and get yourself to progressively kind of spiral up into super efficacy. So I guess I will throw a graphic in here uh, when the course comes out. Because I don't have it on the screen right now. But yeah, so we have your thoughts, which is the things that you think, right? <laughs> the actions that you take, the results that you get from those actions, and then the beliefs or the emotions that, that drive um, your kind of inner motivation. So the um, your belief systems run everything. And a lot of your belief systems were created in your uh, childhood, in your formative years, you know, before your cognitive, like, you know, 6 to 12. Or There's a bunch of different uh, research that talks about, you know, your inner childhood or whatever. But in your formative years, you get all of these things plugged into you. you, you we talk a lot about uh, attachment styles. We talk a lot about, you know, trauma and, and, and why you do the things that you do. And kind of how it blueprints your actions for the rest of your life unless you actively process the trauma and, and get rid of it. But um, your belief systems, they're largely unconscious, but they, uh, they, they control pretty much everything that you do. So your belief systems, like let's say I believe, um, you know, because I'm mildly obese that I'm not hot enough uh, to get a fitness model uh, and to, to take her out on a date. And so that belief system is like sitting there under, underneath my little insecurities or whatever. Well, the thoughts that come out of that are, I'm not good enough, or I don't have the tools necessary, or I, I can't go do this until I get these things accomplished, right? And those thoughts will, will uh, push my actions forward. And so I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, well, I'm not good enough, so I'm just not going to go talk to her, or I'm not going to go... Uh, I'm gonna talk to her, but I'm not, not gonna not gonna show my intention to like take her on a date because you know if she saw that, then obviously she would reject me. So I'm just gonna try to be her friend, right? I'm gonna try to be the nice guy, and then that those actions create results, and those results are like, well, you were the nice guy, so she had no idea you wanted to pursue her romantically, so she slotted you in the friend zone, and then. That results backs up the belief system that like, see, I talk to hot girls and all they do is throw me in the friend zone. And 
adds to that internal belief. The belief does the thoughts, actions, results, and it just keeps spiraling into this thing and it locks you into this little pigeonhole of of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, and so, uh, oh, here's some examples. But, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do this like self-fulfilling prophecy downward spiral loop or you can do a self-fulfilling prophecy upward spiral loop. You can create a new belief system that says, okay, well, I can talk fairly well, I speak their language, I can look them dead in the eye, and I have fun things to say. They'll probably pay attention to me. And as long as I am honest with them, and they uh, see that my intentions are real and it's congruent, then uh, they will likely consider me as a candidate, uh, and they may reject me you know, for a number of evaluation reasons, but uh, they'll probably consider me as a candidate in my you know, not going to the gym enough doesn't really affect that all that much. And I'll have that belief system that my thoughts will be like, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to her and see what happens. I'm curious. And I go in there, talk to her, and then uh, that's the action that gets created. And I show my intent right away. I'm like, hey, you know, you're absolutely gorgeous. I'd love to um, I'd love to uh, see what you're all about. And she'll be like, you know, that that sounds nice. But And then she starts asking me questions and starts getting into me. And then, then the results are like, oh, well, Hot girls will talk to me, and they will consider me as a romantic prospect, and that sets the uh, the the new belief system in there, and it and it kind of ekes that groove in, and then you know creates the new thoughts, and then creates the new actions, and then creates the new results, and it, you can upward spiral into positiveness as long as you are controlling what your thoughts or your actions or your or your results or your beliefs are are at at any given point in time. So here's where the demons come. Have you ever known exactly what you wanted to do? You're about to act, you're about to do it, and then all the failures and the and the and the and the insecurities and things from the past that come flashing into your brain, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, okay, should I be doing this? Am I this kind of guy? What? Uh, uh, then uh, it's second they second guess, right? These are all the thoughts that come in. You know, triggered by those underlying belief systems. Well, remember the two cells we were talking about earlier? You got the YouTube watching, planning, intelligent, suave person who knows what to do and how to take action. And you got the other guy who's just like, I'm doubt, I'm fearful, I, I shouldn't even be out here. Uh, it, it, like the genius plan that you just made up, the other self kind of makes you second guess it. Well... A lot of the, uh, a lot of the guys who come into my program, uh, especially when I was working for the attractive man, they they would come in. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I had this one girl, and uh, she said no to me, and and I I don't think I've ever gotten over, and and can you do some hypnosis stuff to get me over my ex, and and all this stuff." Oh yeah, okay, great. You got you got the the past regression stuff, and then you got the the. The future projection, right? You're gonna, you're gonna be like, that's gonna sound stupid. You've got, you got like, if I, if I, if I approach her, she's gonna think I'm weird. Uh, or if I approach her with that group, they're gonna make fun of me. They're gonna laugh at me. Or if I, if I uh, talk to her while she's, you know, coming out of the store, she's gonna be annoyed because she was just trying out to shop and and what am I to interrupt her life and and all of these things. She's out of my league. All these thoughts that come in and they just fucking take control. 
And uh, the more reference experience you have over the the time of your existence, uh, there more of those thoughts are kind of ingrained in, in bred in there. So your inner beliefs, they're the parents of all of your thoughts. I was I was talking earlier about the belief system to the thought system, right? I was just covering all the thoughts the negative thoughts. Well, you come in with the inner belief system. Uh, if your inner belief is like, I'm going to die alone, <laughs> then it's going to take all those thoughts and bring them to the forefront. Any core belief, like you're not interesting, you're not worthy, you're not tall enough, you're too old, you don't have enough experience, they can spawn in all these thoughts that keep you from taking action uh, and, and missing out on all the results you're looking for. So, um, I need to break these things up a little better. Oh, yeah. However, core beliefs that you're a badass, that you're insanely attractive, you're good at storytelling, you're good at sex, she'd be lucky to spend a moment with you. Uh, these beliefs lead to empowering thoughts that lead to badass action taking, which usually lead to badass results, which reinforce the thoughts. So, you might, uh, you might be saying to yourself, like, but I don't believe in myself, Duke. That's the problem. My, my, my inner belief systems are screwed up. And I understand. <laughs> Whenever you have a real life experience uh, that gives you new data, that data, like it, we call them reference experiences. I think Tony Robbins co coined the term back in the 80s. It, you get new data. And that new data will add to the corpus of data that's in your brain about a particular event or, or um, what do you call it? Um, you know, a thing that happens in your life. It, all the experiences that you have, any similar experience get kind of lumped together in the brain and then, uh, and then you have this sort of overall picture. Uh, the, if you add a new reference experience to that thing, you can start to reshape that big conglomeration of beliefs that you have around a particular subject. A lot of guys that come into the uh, the newbie programs, uh, at, the, at the Attractive Man, they would come in uh, on a three-day, and they'd never talk to a woman ever before in their life, like, uh, like not on purpose. Like, never, like, cold approach. Like, never been like, she's cute, I'm going to go say hi. Never done that. And so they had all these belief systems about what would happen if they did that. But most of those belief systems weren't true. Because as long as you're not creepy, you don't get too close, you don't surprise them. Most women, if you go talk to them, they're like, uh-huh. And they, they talk to you like a human being. And if you talk to them like a human being, everything's cool. Uh, but they don't know that. Because they didn't have, like all the guys that, that were training in the, in the newbie uh, seminars... They didn't know that. They they thought that if they went up there, you know, the girl would kick them in the nuts and fucking run away, call security, or, or you know, just give them a look that that was just like the one that the seventh grader that, you know, when they were in seventh grade, they they <laughs> destroyed them and you know it gives you all this trauma. But uh, but if you take the the right actions, then you usually get different results. Or you get the right results, which are different results than you had been by taking the wrong action. So uh, if you if you get a better reference on reality by taking the action and then getting the new results, then your beliefs start to mold to match the things that you actually seen in real life. If you go out and get results, then you're hacking your own brain to 
uh, believe different things. So all, this, all the stupid thoughts that come out, like it's really hard to think, oh, uh, fat guys don't get laid, I'm fat, so I'm not going to get laid. It's really hard to hold that belief system when you've consistently gone out and met a bunch of cool girls and, you know, had a lot of fun. And then you look back at your reference experiences and you're like, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I guess fat guys do get laid. <laughs> right? Like, you can't, you, the thoughts don't come in and, and take you out anymore when you have a lot of positive reference experiences. And that only comes from taking the action that leads to those, those, those results. So, if you take useless actions in your life, like a lot of guys will come in and, and they'll they'll say, okay, well, I need to I need to know what I'm going to say and I need to plan out my entire set. So then they they sit there for months and they write out all their little gambits and they do all the the stuff and then they're like, when I go and talk to a girl, I know exactly what to do, right? It's kind of a useless action. I mean, it's not necessarily useless and like completely to like make plans and do stuff like that. But without any real world reference experiences that come back from it, you're just kind of like theorizing. And, and so it, that's useless, which leads to useless results and then leads to useless belief systems, which leads to more useless thoughts. But if you take good actions, then you get new results, like not good actions, but at least different from what you're doing before. If you take, action you get new results sometimes you know you, you try something you're like hey ladies uh what that mouth do right <laughs> and in very few circumstances you're gonna get a laugh and that's gonna work but most of the time that's not pretty solid right and so you're gonna learn that as you go out and you try stuff and you're like okay well that didn't work so um now i have a rough experience in that that was a little too forward that was you know they don't know me well enough i haven't developed enough comfort um they didn't have the same sense of humor i did you start to you start to learn that stuff, and then you realize that you can take different actions and calibrate that uh, in perpetuity. So uh, practical interchange work. You can do a lot of meditation. You can do a lot of releasing. There's a lot of hypnosis stuff we can do, but real interchange work, as far as I've seen it in my industry, is about action taking. It's about, it's about stepping out, doing the thing you're scared of, seeing what's actually going on, modifying it, doing it again. And you just iterate, iterate, iterate in the upper spiral thing where your belief systems constantly change because the results that you're getting from your life are actually feeding new data into the belief systems. And then your brain like can no longer believe the old stuff it didn't believe because it sees new stuff. Like it's the, the new shit that you experience it cannot forget if you if you pack it on and there's a, there's a volume to it. So, you try new stuff, you get new results, you believe new stuff, and then you think bigger. The two most common goals for guys in my three-day programs are to be able to approach a girl without stopping myself. Uh, in the current climate, uh, guys still have to make the approach. Uh, or at least the masculine role has to make the approach. Um, some of my, um, my sexual clients, they do all their, their approaches themselves. And then, um, the, uh, the, the couple lesbians that, that we've, we've trained with the, um, the, there's, there's kind of the sit around demure, uh, I'm going to get talked to and I'm going to hold back and be super shy. There's those girls and they're the more kind of feminine energy girls. And then there's the other girls that are like, all right, I'm going to get what I want. Look at me. I'm a predator, you know, and, uh, 
and so they're 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 playing the traditionally masculine role in in that interaction and so a lot of the the goals for these people are to go out and say okay i'm gonna go approach a new girl and i'm i'm not gonna stop myself from doing it because that's their first thing uh, I got to get over the fear of getting rejected. That's their that's their idea, and both of those are handled by getting out there and actually talking to people, right? To going out and 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 trying your game out, right? If you do that, you start to get real reference experiences. You don't you don't sit around and hem and haw in your basement and cry about how lonely you are. You're done. Like you you just you just go do it, and it's great. <laughs> so. Uh, if you go out and talk, I can tell you until I'm blue in the face that women are generally polite when they're getting approached. But until you experience it, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to interrupt that defense system built by your dumb beliefs. Right? Uh, by the time you get 50 approaches under your belt, you're going to realize that your belief system is going to change. You get 50 approaches under your belt, you're like, okay, hey, what's up? I just want to talk to you now. Hey, I, just, I want to talk to you. Oh, cool. Hey, what's, what's your name? Huh? Right? The, and you get all these reference experiences. That belief system changes. If you originally believe that you just weren't cool enough to talk to girls or you didn't have anything interesting to say or whatever, you don't have that belief anymore. It's tweaked. Right? It may still come back at you and your trauma may still come back and hit you. You may still get wrapped up in things that you, know, you don't want to get wrapped up in. But the old belief fundamentally changes uh and then i put what i say oh yeah it starts to get fun and that leads to better practice yeah <clears throat> what's cool about that upper spiral is when you have cool belief systems you go out and then it's easier to to you're more resilient against the negativity so you 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 start getting better results uh, 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 uh. oh yeah okay so in this Class, we covered the thoughts, beliefs, results, actions loop. Uh, thoughts, sorry, beliefs, thoughts, actions, results loop. And uh, how you can use it to hack your brain to create an upward spiral of good times in your own head. So, taking action, I mean, you can go at any level of this circle. Like, you can go just change your thoughts, and then that that changes your results. And that's what you do when you start learning shit, like when you're... You know, you, you sit in a lecture like this and you, you change your thoughts and then your, your actions are going to be a little bit different. Um, but I think the, the highest percentage way is just to do shit. Like go out and do the thing that you're trying to do. And and what will happen is when the new reference experiences come, it it rewires the underlying subconscious belief systems. And the more you do it, the more impact you have on that rewiring. <coughs> So taking action is the easiest way to structure the whole thing. And taking lots of action gets you lots of new reference experiences. And that's the key to reforming your thoughts and beliefs. Oh, yeah. So that's the end of the presentation. Cool. Um, awesome. Thanks for joining me on this online course. There's some uh, resources below on dealing with the action-taking portion of it. If you want to get clear on what actions you want to take, feel free to hit me up for one-on-one coaching. DM me uh, Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever the hell you find me. And um, you can email me at duke at dukedelate.com. Also, there's a question box uh, in the delivery of the replay below for this thing. Uh, ask questions in there, and I will respond in the way of like YouTube videos and... and uh, 
and stuff. So I uh, hope you got a lot of value. I know there's a lot of value in it. So I hope you got a lot of value out of this thing. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, please DM me. Um, pretty fucking accessible. And uh, I will see you on next week's class, which is, I think, the uh, how to practice uh, what to do, action, how to, t uh, what actions to take when you're going out and practice approaching new people. Uh, I think it's called quality over quantity, uh, that seminar, and it is on November something, 13th, I think. Awesome. Have a wonderful day and get out there and take action. I'm Duke for... I think this is my own website. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Until then, stay awesome.